0: Welcome to Cooperville.
1: Do you know what's fun to do in Cooperville? Pack up your shit and get the fuck out!
0: Listen! (laughs) www.welcometocooperville.com. Who the fuck says WWW anymore? I can't even say it. WWWW. Stop that. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And yeah, the local gas station has some. <laughs> Subscribe, get updates, feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Check, 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 one, check, check. Welcome to
1: Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. Boys and girls, well, we shouldn't say boys and girls this episode because all we're going to talk about is alcohol. That's it. It's the only number. We're going to talk about a lot of things. It is uh, the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. It is Cooper my guest today, Greg Hogan from Growler Guys. Growler Guy Greg. Yeah, that's right. It's here. Uh, joined
0: us in the uh, the Welcome to Cooperville cave. We've got to make sure that we don't uh, market to those minors, so thank you for that. We really do. I yeah.
1: mean, it's a, it's a law. You have to prime them, but
0: you can't actually market to them. Kombucha know? and CBD, I mean, there an age on it. Right. <laughs> there is. I don't. I don't think so. You're the guy I should ask about. Yeah, that. and no, there isn't. Which I thought was crazy, but uh, that's that's the deal.
1: Greg and I go back uh, a couple of years now. I mean, you go. You go actually further back with my wife. Did you guys went to to school together?
0: No, that, no, no, no. Are uh, you
1: crossed paths at some
0: Red Lobster? Red Lo- the, the Red, Red lobster, lobster days is the old the lob. The lob, exactly. Yeah, I actually just ate there. Uh, oh, I don't know, a week or two ago, and there was one gal that was still there. And I've been gone, when she asked me, she's like, well, how long have you been gone? Would you know anybody? I'm like, it's been almost 20 years, <laughs> <laughs> but you, did 18. You,
1: have you worked your way up to general manager yet? I mean, she's uh, gotta got be, per, you know, at least getting the perks now, right? Yeah, like team the, lead maybe, I don't know. Benefits? Uh,
0: yeah, of course, uh, the general manager was still there, the one that graciously showed me the door when I uh, got volunteer fired. Um, <laughs> you know, fired on my own volition, I guess, uh, is a good way to put it. But uh, yeah, no, he uh, greets me with a handshake every time and that's good you know escorts me to my table I don't actually have a table there
1: so you know. <laughs> I'll be it I'll take my table right yes if you could dim the lights here that would be great yeah uh, but no Greg uh, now working with uh, growler guys uh, which which I've just was fascinated by, Greg came into uh, to my office, not my office, but into the building I formerly was employed at, before I was not so voluntarily, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 the name that will not be named? <laughs> that one place, the former establishment. Uh, he dropped off some, I think, some certificates and stuff about this this new business that was opening up, and I had you know, never heard of the concept before. I'm like, so this is a place where I can get beer to go it's draft beer. It can go into a growler or a crowler, and or I can drink it there. It was it was all the things I love, all rolled into one luxurious place. Growler guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, you know up to sixty taps now, including the CBD and regular kombucha, some craft root beer on tap uh, for the non alcoholic options, and then forty eight taps of craft beers cider mead com, or uh, cider mead sangria now uh has got a, a pretty steady pull on mm-hmm. one of the lines um and then uh we had a hard seltzer for the first time so we'll talk a little bit about some of this yeah. crazy craft uh happenings yeah the industry is just wild
1: i mean yeah. it's it, it seems like it has there's not a, a roof to it you know and, and i think in a lot of other a lot of the other brands that I think we grew up with and that have been staples in society for for generations Schlitz yeah Schlitz <laughs> old style Pabst yeah. yeah old school Walters the original Walters that's what I I think my first sip was uh, back in probably in the mid 80s which is like.
0: now still brewed with the original recipe yeah. by uh, Northwoods Northwoods yeah. yeah
1: they got the original recipe um but it's it and I want we'll talk a lot about just the the craft beer industry and and where it's been and where it's going but somebody can come up with a concept and throw like strange things into this mass bucket and all of a sudden it's like yeah we can make that that's a thing we can do that and all of a sudden it ends up on tap at your place.
0: You know, and that's that's the the beauty of it is that there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. It's not just grapes and water and right. putting your pinky up while you take a sip of, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, pretentious wines.
1: Snooty IPA drinkers. Yeah,
0: right. And I was uh, referring to more of the, oh, wine, yeah. oh, the, yeah. the wine side. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the craft beer craze has, has continued. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has seen a little bit of a downturn as far as uh, actual – Um, the growth, I guess, has slowed. So, I mean, it used to be just crazy. But when you get to a certain point, when you're growing at – 30 plus percent per year well you can't do that forever right um so so yeah so it's uh you know that we've seen some uh you know those darn millennials which i actually fall into somehow weird it's weird it depends yeah.
1: on what what stat you look at it, where it's you such fall.
0: a dirty word these days you know what i mean
1: <laughs> oh no not the millennials yeah and, and
0: but, but they don't like it either you know they don't like to be this uh just bucketed into this 18 or 20 year uh era um but there is some uh, some evidence that uh, some of the younger crew is going towards uh, the lower calorie mm-hmm. uh, booze, uh, so it's just mixers or um, you know the the seltzers that I mentioned, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and it's. You know I was just reading up a, a bunch about it because I'm not. You know, I don't. I want to say educate myself, but I have become a connoisseur. Um, I, I'm an IPA guy. I know I, I used to be a. a MGD drinking diesel fuel uh, for a while there, uh, moved on to light. When I noticed that MGD at a certain age, all of a sudden you just drink it, and like, man, I think I just gained three pounds by having that one, one beer. Uh, but then really got into uh, to IPAs and stuff. And the one thing I noticed about becoming a craft beer connoisseur is all of a sudden, like I have my favorites. You know, Toppling Goliath. You know, I love this is why you Is that what this? What what was this? Hop smack.
0: Hop smack. Not to uh, be confused with uh, Godsmack, which I'm sure you used to talk about a lot. <laughs> I, used, I used to mention their name, Sully, all the time. <laughs> you know, and now we've uh, we've graduated. We've uh, replaced one for the other. Whether or not Hop replacing God is a good thing, I'm not sure. But <laughs> it depends on how you
1: were raised. You know, it depends on if you had to go to the Sunday church service before the fair, or you just went to the fair afterwards. I've
0: been, you know, I've been trying to get craft beer into the service for a long time. You know, I mean, they got wine. <laughs> yeah, why not craft beer? Yeah, what, what's beer? the jump because beer doesn't look like blood there uh, come oh, on man <laughs> well and we digress already
1: and we will multiple times over the course of this uh, this podcast but there's um what i have noticed in maybe i'll ask you if it's if it's a generational thing but i remember growing up and my dad had his beer and it happened to be mgd it was his beer and that's what he drank and i remember if like Somebody had like a Bud Heavy. He was like, Ugh. I mean, I guess, but I mean, that was like last resort shit. Like, oh, I, if I have to. And even growing up, it was always like, well, you know, oh, he's a he's a Miller Lite guy, or he's a Coors like guy, or a Bud Light guy. This is like so you can you find one thing that you like. Like, if you if you like TG, you're like, well, give me something that is kind of like this, and then you start to grow into different areas of where beers
0: or, can go, or, or or you just show up at a place and it's a brewery that you trust, it's a name yeah. that you trust, right. and you just say, you know what, I'll I'll go out on a limb mm-hmm. for a pint. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and think of the bars, you know, the, yeah. the bartenders, how many times was it? Oh, I don't know your name. You're MGD. You know,
1: <laughs> I've, I've gotten that a couple of times.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, you can't walk into our place and, and get pegged quite like that. Um, <laughs> you know, more towards, more towards the style. It really is. Right. And once we know what they're, what somebody's looking for, we can sort of match it up. We've got 48 to choose from, so mm-hmm. we can always find something for somebody to, to, to get a tickle their palate a little bit and and then try and free samples you know you can't argue with that try and branch out and uh get them to try something you know that's just on the periphery of what they really like mm-hmm. and, and then all of a sudden geez i i, I like belgians who knew yeah one of my, one of my friends he's a coors light bud Light guy right loves sours
1: that's <laughs> how did that happen <laughs> <laughs> what well, he stepped into i think probably your place and had a little one of those little samples and said you know what i can probably handle that i've done that with my wife i mean, i you know i know what i like you know i i'm ipa but i can i can branch out kind of in either direction um i, I know what, what her flavor palette is so she'll send me in to to see you or uh, see your staff over there and, and she'll be like you know give me the you know it was like the mary mistletoe or not, not mary mistletoe but the uh, uh, mimosa mary mimosa so she tried that and just loved it. The cider. Yeah, the
0: cider. Uh, Grand Mimosa. Grand Mimosa. Yes. Not Mary. That's different. She's She lives down there. I road. like the alliteration, though. We could yeah. go with that. I'll, we could probably sell that to somebody. You know what? Actually, it's probably already out there. <laughs> I mean, people are yeah. scrambling for new names for beers. That's got to so be a
1: tough thing, too. I is. mean,
0: like uh, Oliphant um, over there, uh, west side of the state, they're just off the wall when they name their stuff. So it's like... Well, I don't have to worry about stepping on anybody's toes because this is so crazy. <laughs> Nobody will think of this word ever, and, and like their designs and stuff, totally crazy uh, pictures or drawings. So yeah, that's another thing about craft beer. I didn't even
1: you know bring that up to you in our in our in our notes we passed back and forth, but and, and I notice this a lot because I will come into Growler Guys and I will you know find something I like, and then I'll go in when I find it at a at a at a store at a retail store. And the packaging is there. Usually, it's always the checkout person that's like, what are you drinking here that has a purple dinosaur on it? I'm like, well... <laughs> Nobody beats
0: uh, Fantasy Factory.
1: Yeah, with a, it's a, a unicorn with fire shooting it's, out of its eyes it's, and a cat. It's,
0: it's, it's a ninja kitty toting a uh, you know 50 cal riding a <laughs> fire-breathing unicorn. Like, give me a break. You're not topping that. It makes you wonder, did they think of the graphic
1: before they thought of the beer itself? Like, I have an idea. Yeah. Or were they sampling the beer itself and like, I have an idea. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah, right. Unicorn kitty. <laughs> nope, nope, bigger
0: bigger gun. Right, yeah. We we need to go more off the beaten path than that. Oh, fire-breathing unicorn. Because we've never seen one of those before. It's a rarity. Yeah. In the craft beer
1: world, again, you, know, you t- kind of talked about the slow growth, but I want to talk about just reading in, I think, USA Today in a recent poll that they did or a study that they did. Craft beer in that 24% of the – beer market which is about 114 billion dollars total beer market so that's about 27 billion with a b dollars at what point and you probably have a a good idea of this did the big boys look at the craft beer industry start crapping their pants yeah start going wait (laughs) wait a minute you know they probably see it was probably a small number and oh yeah it's niche and it's gonna go here and there and but then all of a sudden you see 26 billion dollars is a not in something anybody sneezes at when did the big boys start to maybe look into that as something they wanted to be a part
0: of so i've gotten to you know know a little bit about the the craft beer industry history Mm -hmm. uh talking about um colorado the first craft beer uh craft brewer out there and they were like 79 i'm trying you know writing up a little bit of a blurb for their event Mm -hmm. and uh and i'm like dumbfounded that wow 79 i was early to the to the ipas right uh you know in in my mid-20s uh you know if not just shortly thereafter 21 when i could buy my own beer <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's that 7.9 yeah. percent. i'm in Give me right that one. yeah Give me that yeah
0: one. um but that you know f- even back then that 12.99 price point is, is a hard pill to swallow yeah. and that's sort of where, where this concept was born and, and in out west is where it really started because of the laws mm-hmm. we're blurring that line in between retailer and um excuse me the the three-tiered system is basically the manufacturer the distributor and the retailer mm-hmm. we are blurring the lines between manufacturer and retailer well what do you mean you don't make the beer no we don't make any beer we don't you know people are like you brew this all here I'm like do you see the <laughs> yeah. footprint have that you, we have <laughs> have you seen the back that's where we make the pizza yeah uh and actually you're in the front and you can see the back uh so exactly um because we put a lid on it and seal it Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you know we're manufacturers so um, so that's where we're blurring the line there and and uh the laws changed earlier on out west and then slowly it made it here i think right now only currently 13 states Is is it legal to do what we're doing here? To have multiple beers from multiple breweries that we're able to pour on, uh, you know, draft, and then seal that up and send somebody out the door with it.
1: Which, by the way, is one of the coolest things that you can witness. Because that was, I mean, I remember being a kid and trying to figure out how did they get this soda inside of this can and then seal it i mean it's, some, it's like little little people inside <laughs> gluing the top down but you know you go into to a place like rowler guys and, and it's and it's a really cool process almost instantaneous
0: uh it's very quick i mean we we co2 purge everything mm-hmm. so it's uh you know putting that tube down to the bottom you've got that co2 that's actually heavier denser than air so as the beer fills and pushes that level of co2 up uh it's creating this barrier between the beer and, and you know, the regular air uh, so that when we seal it, you've got a, a can just like it is off the shelf. 90 days is what we more or less, you know, guarantee as right. far as freshness. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're right, we're right in line with buying beer, you know, a 18 pack uh, of of Budweiser. You know? Right.
1: Where does this demand come from? Because I, I don't think I, at 21 and maybe that's just because how I, I was, how I was raised and the products that I got my hands on before the legal age you know i don't know if my palate was quite ready for a an ipa or something that was 79 or anything like that where did where did the demand start to just kind of skyrocket to say this this is a whole new group of people that are out there demanding they they're willing to pay 10 bucks or 12 bucks for or i mean hell 12 bucks for a four pack you know to get the beer they want because
0: of the flavor profile you know i think that a lot of it came from was born out of the fact that people wanted to maybe drink local they Mm -hmm. wanted to support something local uh as with many trends this started on the west coast and that's why you see just tons of these great breweries san diego la area in between there um you know all over the west coast all the way up to the northern end so It's something that uh, really, you know, people just wanted to expand their palate, and you know, they weren't beholden to what their dad drank, right? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's it's a change in a bit of a culture, and then just the options, the the sheer number of different beers that you can try, and things like that. And you know what? It wasn't just about getting drunk, right? You know, maybe that was high school, (laughs) Um, you know, where where uh, you could only get what you got your hands on, and um, you know, and then people mature and and you move into something where it's like man this just tastes so much better i don't need to sit there and slam beers anymore i want to sit and sip on something that's just delicious you know now if you do overdo it uh with some of those ipas sometimes it feels like somebody pulled your tongue out of your head i've had those mornings smash you know one of those uh, meat tenderizers with the nice sharp spikes on it feels like that (laughs) you wake up and it's like oh my what happened
1: <laughs> i only had four beers oh wait they were 16 ounces and they were seven five or they were eight two and yeah it hurts the next day and
0: and and like you know even if it's not the headache but uh, more of the um just like it beats up the palate a yeah. little bit so uh you know one thing that you can do is it, when you're sampling beers and doing things like that and maybe you're changing it up a bit like mm-hmm. you would like you have the ability to at our place um is to uh, is to just splash a little bit of that sugar water we provided yep. there. you know uh, those are free samples as well for the sugar water. <laughs> free,
1: free sugar. Uh, Don't yeah.
0: tell my kid that he'll be all up <laughs> in your business like sugar water, I'm in. Sugar, yeah. I mean, sugar heard sugar. Uh, No worries. Uh, Unattended children get served uh, a couple uh, pints of CBD kombucha and they're given a puppy. Oh, great. (laughs) I see see you already have one of those. Yes, I already have the puppy part of it. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think that really when we talk about the expansion of the market Mm -hmm. is that something caught on and then it's a trend and you know uh you've got your early adopters much like much like technology Mm -hmm. uh and and being in that space i know a little bit about sort of that that growth curve uh that can happen you have your early adopters that and and then they push over the chasm uh is what some people will refer that to is to where now all of a sudden it's it's like those people that are on the fringe. But they're like, eh, you know, none of my friends do that, so like, I'm gonna stick with Bud Light. And then it got to that point where it's like, no, I want this, and right. then it was psh, rocketed to the top, and and now we've been in this steady. I, I, I it has to be called a mature market now. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't think there's any way to call it a, a growth market anymore, even when it is growing at that uh, astounding rate, just because it is uh, it, that growth has slowed a little bit
1: have the big brands Have the big guys have the people that you see when you watch football on Sundays, have they, are they in this now? Are they in the game now? Are they just buying up the guys distribution rights? I mean, where, where are the Miller Coors of the world and the Anheuser bushes? Are they just, are
0: they like, okay, we, we realize that this is a, we need to be in this, this field of our market. So, I mean, there's definitely a segment, uh, of, of beer connoisseurs, Mm -hmm. even here in Eau Claire, um, Mm -hmm. that, that, uh, see our place maybe as too commercialized really yeah um you know and and that's that's okay with me Mm -hmm. um that's all right because i don't want and and, and i shouldn't say i don't want uh we just see that as they are the one percenters and if if they really want to you know nerd out and talk beer it's probably better done with their group you know and to come in and you know disparage our, our our staff or something because they might not know the the minutia of of beer knowledge is not really what we're about. We're really about widening that tent and and bringing people in and saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, you were Bud Light before, but let's just try this. Or I don't like beer at all, but have you ever tried cider? Right? Have you yeah. ever tried uh, uh you know, and like I said, a hard seltzer is is that crossover? You know, it's that gateway. <laughs> it just opens the door. Yeah. My,
1: my wife was that way. I mean, she was a vodka girl. I mean, I mean, we probably paid to have tito's expand global uh you know we just, we're doing our part uh usa usa but it you know it, it took it, and i would let her be like oh you, you know, try this one try this one especially if you have something that you know the ipas when they get into a little more of that the citrus and the grapefruit mm-hmm. you know a little more palatable for you know for certain individuals but when she started getting into ciders and found them you know the mimosa beers and and and
0: some of the other stuff few more calories than tito so uh, well t-
1: <laughs> she will never listen to this she'll never know I, but that, like but I said I, I've known Barb a long time <laughs> it, there is a gateway there I think there is a there is something now for everybody there is a, a flavor profile. There is a, a sessional beer, or something that they can people can
0: crushable. That's what they yeah. that's what they call. Is that what they, is yeah, it, is yeah, it, yeah, that's the inside the, term. That's a crushable. The cool kids, uh, <laughs> crushable. That means you can drink them all day and not uh, you know be a puddle.
1: Not not feel like oh is my hand mm-hmm. yeah, my I mean, hand yeah, doesn't work it's like three okay, o'clock here's... in the
0: afternoon. and I need a nap. But they've started, and and I think
1: when you talk about the not really being much of a ceiling on the industry because you can. I don't want to not throw everything into the same bucket and brew it up and and have it become popular, but now when you talk about CBD infused, I, I think I read something about a marijuana infused brew, which is kind of a <laughs> that's a two headed dragon. I'm not sure I have the uh, wherewithal to withstand. We're not unpacking
0: that here. No. <laughs> I, I mean because not the,
1: not here, but it, I mean generally speaking, these are the things that are that are that are out there in yeah. the, globally.
0: I, I mean, I just I, I think of the, the health concerns you know right. not. i mean yes obviously uh beer inherently is not healthy for you uh other than like one or two a day there's plenty of studies out there go check them live out <laughs> forever, <Live> forever. <laughs> but but i mean like the fact that the intoxication level just right. get you know it's not one plus one it's one times three you know yeah. or whatever uh is what they say so i don't know how that's gonna go if they're you know sure it's legal is it what we want to go to like i don't know maybe that is where the ceiling will In Eau Claire, we had that that hemperer, and not at our place. Uh, I mean, we had it at our -hmm. our place, but, I mean, one specific place in town, a family was eating, and someone ordered the hemperer, which has a strong, you know, marijuana fragrance to it. It, it, It's effervescent, people. Uh, And it isn't actually derived. uh, There is hemp actually in it, but the smell is not actually from the hemp derivatives Mm. uh it it was like two things that they just magically like oh we'll put this together and then all of a sudden they're like whoa dude that smells like (laughs) weed bro um you know so it was like but anyways the, the waitress walked by and the family got a whiff of it and they thought she she or he, I guess I don't know the story, but mm-hmm. uh, who it was, but uh, thought they were, you know, taking a garbage run. If you're the lab <laughs> day is going back to, you know, I'll be right
1: back. Right, I yeah. got to run this out of the garbage for fifteen to
0: twenty minutes. <laughs> right. It's a long walk. Right. Um. So. So yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly some hesitation there, especially right. amongst more of the conservative culture.
1: And it's in, in in that that whole world, the CBD world, into the hemp world, into the weed world. It's that's a, another gate that we'll eventually have to cross. Uh, in this state, and the CBD thing, because um, you guys do—you guys roll in the the CBD infused uh, kabucha, right? Yep, yep. And that—I mean, CBD has done—I mean, even for me personally, amazing things. I never thought, you know, when I was young, I was a—I was an athlete. I played football. I played basketball. I played baseball. I was going to be a star. Okay, that that last part wasn't true, <laughs> but well, you can still live that dream. I can, and I do every when I go to sleep. I'm like, man, if only. <laughs> I mean, I went to Menominee, so I mean, I you know I. I was a part of the culture uh, right. with with good football back in the back in the late '90s, but what CBD has done, I think, and it's crossed a lot of barriers. And I think is is the it's it's it, so, it will it will soften the blow of eventually that weed will become legal. It's 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 going to happen. I mean, you can brace it or not, but CBD uh, from a medical perspective didn't quite buy into it at first tried it and I'm like okay this is legit. I don't wake up feeling like I'm 100 years
0: old anymore. There is nothing scientifically proven about CBD. But the anecdotal evidence, if you've talked to somebody that's tried it, mm-hmm. back pain, joint pain, headaches, migraines, I mean it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Um you know and I honestly uh uh, somebody had given me a little thing of the salve, and I've been using it on my elbow that uh, felt a little tendonitis in when uh, when I'm playing sports and things. And yeah, I mean, has it felt better? I don't know. I mean, it hurts some days, it hurts, you know, it doesn't. But yeah, so I mean, I think that, that uh, we're, we're well-established in that market. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the market itself, you know, other than just this massively gray area of political bullshit right. um, that goes on that just, you know, it's, I mean, there was a week there where it was legal one day and it wasn't then the next day and then it was legal again by Friday. It's a weird world we're living in, yeah, Greg. It's know. a weird world we're living in. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I, this isn't going to be a, a CBD podcast, so... Um, yeah, they're you know, not paying can... us yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when they do... i talking to you, uh, you know, store down the street from us.
1: Just saying, I know a guy who knows a guy. With, with the kombucha part of it, though, I mean, there has been an influx of... People coming in, I imagine, to your place, and I imagine on a, on a more
0: national scale, to that kombucha, to that the CBD infused kombucha. We we see tons of the st- tons of CBD and uh, kombucha during the day, mm-hmm. and we, then we you know see an uptick in uh, in the beer uh, in the evening, obviously, right? Um, whether that be to go or. Uh, in store but um, the CBD uh, has now eclipsed regular kombucha sales and you know I think we have four to seven seven regular for uh, CBD Mm -hmm. and and continuing to come out with uh, additional flavors and things like that we work with a great company over there uh, in Sister Bay I believe way up there in the thumb uh, of Wisconsin (laughs) Um, yeah that's right Uh, uh, but they're a great company uh, to work with they've been uh, they've been providing us with everything we need for a long time so um, and then Asala, uh from from Madison. So we've got two great kombucha companies from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We're drinking local, uh, supporting local lo- local uh, businesses. Um, you know, local-ish, I guess. Um, we we don't have anybody making kombucha in Eau Claire uh, necessarily. Not so yet. not hint yet, hint right. to anybody who's listening to the podcast. Right, get them scobies out. Free the scobies. <laughs> you don't want to see pictures of them. Scoby no. it so, so, sort of sounds oh, yeah, like a Scooby I, snack. It's but not. It, it no. looks like a layer of disgustingness
1: google it yeah <laughs> google it and then hit images not while you're eating <laughs> not right yeah not wait while t- you're eating after your food has settled a little bit right do you see a um, Is is this more a female targeted drink or do you see is it split is it 70, 30. Where do you see your Kabucha sales?
0: You know, actually um, you obviously know for the listeners though, I have a partner. He runs the operational mm-hmm. side of the business. Uh, I'm more on the, I'm, I'm the silent mouthpiece. I like to say, which, <laughs> I've seen your videos, Greg. I've seen yeah, that. Right. Uh, so I don't know how that works out, but um, no, he would be able to tell you that. I would say that it skews uh, more female for sure. Right. But, but you market it more towards that. Towards females, uh, or is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah? It, we, we, so uh coming up here um, late April, we're doing a yoga session uh, mm-hmm. before the store opens, uh, and I think they've got twenty-three people or something already signed up. Um, and, and then they'll, they'll, uh, I think they each get a free pint or something of kombucha and uh, get to hang out and, and talk yoga or whatever. Um, and, <laughs> where but, do you but, buy your yoga pants? But, I don't but know. where, what sort of demographic is going hmm. to yoga? Yes guys are into yoga. There's tons of them. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but as far as the the vast majority, mm-hmm. it's probably more skewing more towards uh, the the female side. So. Cuz
1: I do not look good in a pair of yoga pants. I'm telling you, it's just <laughs> it's all sorts of wrong.
0: Um you, you know, I, those those ones the see-through ones, I especially <laughs> hope that you never You better
1: have some more of that beer over right, there, yeah. otherwise it's going to go awry really right. quick. Um I just actually read about this this morning after probably the 300th time of watching the new Avengers trailer. Endgame. Endgame coming out
0: pre-sale tickets are available
1: Fandango sponsor the podcast I'm just saying (laughs) because they need the money they need the uptick here if they're not already they should be just saying we'll put a link in the show notes Um, but the new uh, the latest trailer for uh, Avengers Endgame there is a shot of Thor with a can on the desk that he is sitting at that can happens to be a can of Athena which is a craft beer brewed in Georgia but what is the athena the god of athena is the goddess the greek goddess, goddess sorry. of wisdom and warfare i was gonna say you have to do the warfare and warfare right so uh, if it, i have it noted here i gotta ooh, complete with sound effects just so you know my producer oh wait <laughs> wait
0: no those are legit sound effects
1: uh there is a yeah the brewery is out of out of uh out of georgia and they gave permission to uh obviously to marvel to be able to use their their beer can in there and
0: why wouldn't they But how great is
1: that? I mean, I don't want to say that that craft beer has gone mainstream, because I think we've already maybe surpassed that, but the fact that it ended up in what will probably end up being the highest grossing film ever
0: until Star Wars 9 comes out. Only because it's $30 to go to a movie these days.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And if you have
0: three hours of your life to sit down and watch. Tom Green makes his own beer. The Tom Green. My beer is on your lips. (laughs) uh you know, we, we i mean we there's there's a lot of different aspects uh there's a lot of people out there mm-hmm. the big hurt frank thomas yeah. me, has a beer
1: does he put his uh does he put the testosterone booster in in the drink too? What the, it, what the can it? actually comes yeah.
0: crushed already it's it's, it's it's a 12 ounce beer but it's a 32 ounce can like, wait a minute this is a little smaller <laughs> than
1: i paid for it. it's like when i it's like when i bought that new stuff i feel tougher I mean bands too I mean Metallica has Enter Night their their beer Uh, Iron Maiden has done their own Motorhead has their own I mean everybody's jumping into this beer branding
0: world I I think that marketing in general has reached peak crossover peak collaboration let's collaborate let's
1: all get together and put a beer out No,
0: I mean it's influencers and it's you know it gets crazy on that side but um, yeah absolutely I mean I think that that beer uh, craft beer has been mainstream for a while look at the numbers right uh but yeah as far as these mar- um product placement that is new that is something that's they're throwing a lot of money why because some of them have it yep. um, you know you talked about do the big guys are, are they are they getting into craft beer hell no they're just gonna go out and buy the little guy that did all the work <laughs> right a- and then you know it's more respect for those uh those ESOPs or you know in, in, uh, co-ops right uh, fair state is a co-op uh, where where the breweries are actually owned by the employees and not mm-hmm. like not like oh you get one percent you know it's like you earn after being there a year you earn a, a realistic amount of ownership right so that the employees could say like no 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 yeah nah. we're not we're, we're not selling out to the big dogs it's like rate beer Rate beer uh, was purchased, acquired by InBev, mm-hmm. uh, if I remember oh, yes. right, mm-hmm. um, which just loses all of its credibility, <laughs> uh, which is very unfortunate because it's it's one of the most common outside of Beer Advocate and and then of course Untapped um, is one of the like highest uh, trafficked beer rating sites out there.
1: Right? Would you consider like when when Budweiser goes and does their bourbon barrel stuff is that is that craft or is that just them
0: cannot be cannot be can, so can, th-
1: th- there's a there's a completely there's a line in the sand and it's one or the other there's a label okay the, the yeah.
0: craft label is uh is built on three parts first of all volume mm-hmm. uh if you're over a certain number of barrels um annually okay. can't be considered craft so that means that you know um someone like uh bell's point um i believe uh, was one of the wow. more more recent ones mm-hmm. so they might still be under the volume as far as their brewery but they cannot be owned more than 25 percent by some by a company or an entity that isn't considered craft so i, I guess you could say new belgium could buy xyz brewery right something smaller and, and, yeah. and, and because and because they're both craft and and if they even if they owned a hundred percent even if new belgium owned a hundred percent they are craft themselves so that brewery would then still remain as craft now the kicker is the third qualification is that they have to brew with traditional ingredients what exactly yeah, on how God's does one g-
1: quantify traditional ingredients
0: yeah I, I mean it's malt barley right water um, you know so it's it, crazy I, I mean like they're looking to change this now the actual brewers association is looking to change this third qualifier because so many breweries are now getting into ciders or mm-hmm. meads or right. or a hard seltzer which don't include you know any of those traditional ingredients mm-hmm. so it's it's something there that
1: um so there's the, the big boys if, changes yeah if, if the big boys want in they're just going in and over They just, they just back
0: the truck up. Beep, beep, beep. See, those, there's those prof- yeah, professional that, sound my, effects. It's my
1: guy. It's my guy in the back. Yeah,
0: um, We'll call him Bat Dad. Over there.
1: <laughs> He's on my bat. I do. I do
0: have a bat mask over there just in case things get wet. Uh, or, or we could just go gravedigger.
1: Oh yeah, Gilbert Brown.
0: Yeah, I actually saw, I actually saw him at uh, the trampoline park the other day.
1: No kidding. Yeah, I talked to him for a few minutes. Was he actually on a trampoline? Because I, I no, I, I no, feel, he, I feel like
0: if if guys looking spelt man, he looks like he could still play. I don't know. I, it looks like he's been skipping leg day for about thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> His arms look like he could yeah, still he could play. still throw
1: some offensive linemen around.
0: But one of the nicest dudes out there. Oh, seriously, he's, uh, he's so good at what he does. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and just moseying around Eau Claire, with his kids, Go and on. he
1: does a lot of he does a lot. We've worked with him in the past. Uh, he is so like into helping. Yeah, like that's his calling. Did now. the
0: anti-bullying thing yeah. uh, in town here a couple weeks ago. Uh, I did make a plug for uh, for our golf outing for junior achievement. Uh, see if maybe we could get him lined up for next year. So we'll see how that pans out on a later episode.
1: Just see if he can if he can tee him high, let him fly, Gilbert. That's all we want. To yeah, know. right. We need a we need a guy who can push him about four seventy five out
0: there. Right. Uh, what is glitter beer? dude i saw this question on (laughs) the list and it is peak craft it is just what what can we do next
1: okay so it's not like there's not actual because
0: there is there oh there's actual there is absolutely glitter in the beer digestible Mm -hmm. however they figured this out like hey guys let's sit around and you know that shit that just annoying as fuck (laughs) and it goes all over your house and and so much so that you know um, let's find a way that people can ingest it. Wow. And, and so that's that. And, and okay. you know, what? those we, guys were hitting that weed infused beer. <laughs> Seriously. Fuck. Something. I am not sure, but yeah, that's out there. Yeah. Cause I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm doing
1: some research. I mean, I, you know, we can talk beer all day long and stuff, but I was like, like, what's trending? Like, what's, what are the, what are the, what is the beer world talking about? And I'm like, mm, craft beer news. And like the first fucking story that pops up is glitter beer. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck? is glitter beer like it and sure as shit i pull up you know the first image that pops up is a you know uh snifter glass glitter filled i'm like oh this this is a good
0: question for greg (laughs) and and to be honest i've never tried it you know if the beer tastes good then that's one thing if it's just a a simple novelty like oh my my beer sparkles (laughs) so does my shit it's great this is amazing (laughs) Uh, it's in and out We call that I.O. in the tech world. (laughs) Okay, good. And write that down. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, Input, output. Input, output. Uh, But, yeah, I I mean, there's no way that that gets digested somehow. So, yeah, it could make for some very interesting splatter. Wait a minute. Okay, we've definitely digressed now. Okay. Uh, Get this thing back on the rails. That's on the rails. All right. right. Beer school. Yeah, so. Beer school is a thing. Totally a thing. Uh, You know, when you let's just call it Cicerone okay that's okay that this is uh, you've got your your um, there's three levels uh, you've got your master at, master Cicerone at the highest level you've got your um, apprentice Cicerone I believe and then there's you know I, I mean you I'm not the expert on that being an expert I guess <laughs> um, but uh, I've met a couple of them um, you know when we went to uh, out to Portland uh, to do a little bit of just Beer education, we met with the rest of the franchisees. Really nice guy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just laid back, super intelligent about beer. Like, can identify 120-some different flavors in beer. Like, has trained his palate to be able to pick up those nuances of different beers so i mean it, it is a skill it is a definite profession i imagine that he was being paid fairly well from new belgium uh he was on <laughs> i was gonna, on, on I was gonna say
1: imagine that gig so you're like here's what i have to do i have to try 120 different kinds of beer and be able to identify not
0: 120 different kinds of beer 120 different individual ingredients or flavors that could be enclosed in that beer so i mean it's crazy that's like
1: i think of uh like mit smart this is like on that
0: level on a different level I, I, on beer yeah on beer so at least you can pronounce cicerone right i mean Cicero. like you know yeah cicerone. yeah or, or us regular guys but you've got to be an absolute like genius level rocket scientist what is it sommelier no it's a sommelier you know on the wine side but it's like again the pretentiousness like craft beer is is more about fun when i look to set up these events and Mm -hmm. and, and we're putting a little description out there fun is almost always in their in their description of their brewery their mission their mantra whatever it might be fun is included stuffy is not right Spit it out! What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've just defeated the whole purpose of what we're trying to do here. Right? You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. And you see a lot of this with you know just with the you know the the beers that I like. Obviously, I'll I'll like them on Instagram or I'll like them on on Twitter or something in like that. But you know, it's not just like this this building that exists where they make beer. It's like a fucking fun house. Like we're gonna build a fun house. You know, I look at some of the guys down in Madison doing it, like. uh Carbon, uh, 4, carbon 4, uh, yeah. Ale Asylum, um, even the the TG guys in in Iowa, Surly to an extent. But they, they're places to have bands, and they have food, and they have all these different things because they want – I mean, this is like a – we're having a party. By the way, we're also brewing beer in the back.
0: But, I mean, let's not uh, get it twisted. So far, they are – you know it's, Well, they're it, still it, making money. Okay, it, let's be honest. It, it, it's follow the money because how else do you do that? How else do you it, – It's so any retailer, yeah, they want to be on Amazon, but guess what? amazon eats into your profits Mm -hmm. so you go to your own website and you try and drive traffic there it's much like that in the beer world where you have a tap room oh well i can make a you know a 40 something percent margin by people coming into the tap room Mm -hmm. whereas if i got to pay a a distributor now and a retailer and oh man this is ridiculous plus all the paperwork plus i want to get it across state lines and because the you know federal government has all their bureaucratic red tape and they want their cut right then you've got to pay the fees and the licensing and the, you know so it's it's just simply a matter of yes it it is i will not downplay the fact that all the breweries have their own culture mm-hmm. and it's awesome it is awesome to see it's a place to go their destinations i mean they're building these tap rooms like they like different yeah. houses now you know and, it, and it's it's great to see but at the same time, some it is also about the bottom line. I mean, right. if it, oh, this decision seems weird. Well, follow the money. Uh, and if you
1: see some of these places, I mean, you look at how they're building these rooms out. Well, I mean, they're Bell, beautiful. Bell's, I mean,
0: Bell's Point. Uh, when I was out there in LA, it's on the ocean. It's on the it's on the point. Uh, it's it's a beautiful place. Wow. Glass railings the whole way around. A beautiful uh, rooftop patio. I mean, like. That acquisition money uh, it, comes it, in handy. It costs it
1: costs a couple of dollars to get that kind of stuff done. Now, what we talked about the legalities about moving things across state lines. Um, how challenging is it? Because I realize, you know, in coming to your place, it seems like there's an area. Like we can get stuff from a certain region. There's a certain place we can that, that, that things come in from. You know, Toppling Goliath, um, which is out of Iowa. Um, Decor of all places. Yeah. Who would have thunk? Like, yeah. What's fun to do in Decorah? Well, now there's one thing. Because, um,
0: <laughs> what do we do to you? Says every cutscene to everybody in Decorah, Iowa. Wait a minute! You've Wait. never been here, Cooper.
1: Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. <laughs> um, is there a challenge for for places that to to get their their stuff out across to, I mean, if, if there's a place in places in California where this whole thing started, it, it seems like there's a challenge to get them to knock on our door. Money,
0: money, 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 money. money. Yeah, it's always money. yeah uh, It is, um, you know, and, and just, it's all the fees, it's paying the distributors, it's the licensing. It's just the red tape of filing the, the form. So we had a complete hiatus on new beers could not be approved. That means that new beer was sitting in the tank, ready to be canned, they have to get the approval for the label that because it has to have certain government warnings right, on it. Right. And that the actual like verbiage of it and the ingredients because the FDA gets involved. While the government was shut down, there was an absolute stoppage Jeez. on that. Non-essential, my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh
1: wait. We need this to get this to move the fuck out of our brew house here. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. I mean, like you're you're talking about, you know you're talking about, you know, numbers with a B behind it. Yeah. Billions uh, when, when you're talking about uh, breweries across the nation and all of a sudden that went to a standstill. So, you know, yes, there is, there is the headache. L- look at new Glarus
1: mm-hmm.
0: have no interest. They could totally expand beyond Wisconsin. Dude got sued because he was buying it in lacrosse and it into Winona or not sued, but fined.
1: Right. Taking it out of state, crossing state lines. So loyalty to a brand, um, you know, I mentioned at the top of the podcast about, you know, there are a handful of things that are my go-tos, I guess. Like, I, I know if I go into certain retailers or if I come into your place and it happens to be there, like, oh, you guys have, um, you know, sue or you have, you know, something else that I, that I really like. I will go to those specific brands. But also, as you mentioned, there seems to be a, it's not such a locked tight window with people who say, I only drink this. If you like sue, hey. And, and you guys do a great job of this, your staff does a great job of this, of saying, you may also like this. Or if you like hazy, you're also going to like this. Or if you like citrus, you're going to like this. Is there a loyalty? Is it different in the craft beer world than it is in, in the other side of beer on the spectrum? Was your dad going to drink a Bud Light? You would, literally, you may have to hold him down and be like, we only have this. Yeah. And he'd be like, he would either leave. E- either plug his <laughs> yeah. nose
0: like a kid at the dinner table trying to eat their vegetables.
1: You would You would know if he was drinking something that wasn't his brand by his facial expression like
0: yeah a bit of beer face
1: or the next day because i think you know in those days and not not to say my family drank a lot but we did and we still do <laughs> but you could always tell the next day if if something was awry in his uh, how he was feeling Or how anybody was feeling in our family, it was always well. You know, you know what it was. Is I was drinking that that Budweiser stuff last. No, it was the
0: potato salad that sat (laughs) out all (laughs) afternoon. It was fine.
1: It was just a little warm, room (laughs) temperature-ish, right? But it seems like craft beer
0: is the the the, like the window is a little more open to people. Totally. I mean, like, you know, as I was uh, moving from regular beer, I guess we'll call it, uh, Mm -hmm. to to the craft, uh, I was always um, high life. Yeah. That's, that was, the champagne. It, yeah, it was, it was not quite a light beer, but it was still something that I could actually get some flavor out of. Uh, but there is absolutely no way I was drinking Bud Light. No thanks. Like if it's the only thing there, how about a lemonade? <laughs> you uh, guys
1: got some ice? I'll just chew on some ice. Right. <laughs> Great. I like ice.
0: Um, but yes, absolutely. With the craft beer, it's more on that style. Mm-hmm uh, somebody's set into that style. You like IPAs, um, or they've just determined they like the hazies, which is sort of a subsegment of IPAs. Right. Um, or, you know, it's, uh, they like something else, but it is nice to find some, you know, talked a little bit about this earlier that toppling Goliath, I can trust it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what, I don't care what it is. I'll actually, I'll, I'll go out on a limb. And if they don't give Sam, give free samples like the growler guys does hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Uh, free samples all day all day long um if they don't you know and, and most people most places if you ask them they will give it they will give you a little pour right but i can just trust it i can go out on a limb for not for 99 and and just go for a 60 ounce pint mm-hmm. because i trust that brewery they're just it's always been, i've never not liked something of theirs. so i would say that Toppling Goliath is is one that's definitely right up there. Surely, um, to some degree, I mean, I, I you know used to be big on the Furious. I have definitely swayed more towards uh, Todd, mm-hmm. uh, the Axe Man. yeah. So, so it's. It's really about flavors. It's really about style. And if they're not willing to give you free samples, then come to the growler. <laughs> God damn it!
1: Yeah, you will learn your lesson. But I, I, I did notice that a lot when I go out and I and I purchase is that I will look at and and a lot of times you know uh, uh, retailers will try to put everything kind of sorta in the same general vicinity. And I'll and, and I will look for the brands I know and the brands around them and
0: say, oh well, this is also a. But know, now I have to walk the entire store. I do. To look at all the IPAs which is just crazy to me why can't they put all the styles together that's what's I don't know it's just oh, it grinding my gears I don't go to stores anymore I go to the ground guys <laughs> He's really it's a, <laughs> he's shameless his place. plug. Yeah.
1: Shameless plug. Yeah. But there, but there is a certain. Hey, you asked me here. I did. And I, I, I did. And he and brought. I don't even know what that. What are we drinking now? Uh, DDH. DDH, from, which is apparently uh, deadly. D-
0: double, double dry hopped, uh, from Untitled Arts, which is brewery out mm-hmm. um, that works a lot with uh, Octopi. So Octopi is. Am I getting this backwards? Uh, no, Octopi is the uh, the gypsy brewer. And then they yep. pair with Untitled Art because Untitled Art has capacity. So it, it's it's this relationship that's just symbiotic right right when you talk about and we are totally changing subjects uh, to okay. something that we, we didn't even flip talk out. about yeah it's all good we're talking but, beer um, yeah so so gypsy brewers are ones that will bounce around uh and, and if you have a brewery and you have paid thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars for all this equipment you don't want to have it sitting empty and that's why you see yoga in the in the tap rooms in the in the brewery right, space you want, pe- you want people look you want at, bodies look, in at, look if we're not brewing we are paying for this footprint And a boatload, uh, why would we want to have it sit empty? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're they're having events and things like that. But also, if they've got a, a, a whole setup sitting empty... They're going to bring in somebody that just wants to to contract out. That's how Mobcraft in, in uh, Milwaukee got yeah. started. And he went on Shark Tank. And he's like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to build my own brewery. And they're like, do you understand how much that cost?" Yes, actually, I, <laughs> I, I do. A, I have the numbers. And, and, and actually, by the time it had aired, he was already well on his way mm-hmm. uh, to building the brewery. Uh, Henry, a great guy. We've had him up a, two or three times uh, for tasting events. And he is... As far as being a founder and driving for you know and a half five hours uh, to come up here and spend time with our fans, uh, his fans at our place, man, I got to give that guy a shout out. But absolutely, he went on Shark Tank. They told me he was crazy, and now he uh, he crowdsources.
1: And why not? Yeah, I mean he's got, and that's the thing that I, I I love to see is that there are certain brand ambassadors, and if you can find if it's the guy who had the idea, came up with it and put it into fruition, it blossomed it out of, you know, Nothing. an idea. And he's still out, and he's still grinding, and he's making the drive, and he doesn't have to. He, it's easy enough to hire somebody to go. Hey, you're you're now the guy. You're the guy that goes out and you do the events, yes. and you, you're the face of the whatever. And I'll sit back here, and but that's it's really cool to see because there's a handful of them that are still out doing their thing because this is why they got into it. They didn't get into it because I want to be a I want to have my own beer and I want to have my own brewery and I want to have my own you know tap house and I want. They loved it. They loved this so much that they want to be out and with their fans i
0: I don't want to just sit back and collect a check exactly you know this is because that's easy to do right yeah i mean this is the culture right he you know obviously loves talking beer and and that's a lot of you know again it's it's not this pretentious i'm the owner and i'm a millionaire now whether he is or he isn't i have no idea um but he's willing to come up here and just Just put on a great time. Um, So if you ever have a chance, uh, definitely uh, a good way to go. Um, And we've got a lot of breweries like that Mm -hmm. that that have come in. I mean, we have a tasting event. How many plugs did I sign on for? How many do I get?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're writing your checks, man. They're they're not writing mine. You plug as many people as you want. Uh, I'll just drink their product. It's all good.
0: No. So, I mean, we do have the tasting events every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we, We tell them now. Like we've had a couple of so-so ones uh, with a distributor, which will remain nameless. That didn't go over so well. they
1: call that name redacted. Yeah, right. Um, N-R, name redacted.
0: (laughs) Um, But it's just, they they weren't into it. And they had a rep, you know, it was a brewery from a far away distance. And, you know, they have a rep that just sells here. They're just a salesperson. They could be selling paper for dunder mifflin who cares you know um nice office reference there. yeah right um, ties it all in so I, I mean it's just it's just great it's so refreshing to see somebody that's so passionate about mm-hmm. it and i would say that like south shore is the same thing they, i mean they, they have a brewery in ashland <laughs> I, i've driven through ashland <laughs> or, or I, i'm sorry i'm sorry washburn they have a they have a, a washburn bit, county uh, yeah no uh no 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 no, no, Was- no washburn Was- county is like mid Way between Eau Claire and Lake Superior, Washburn is on the lake. Oh, it's It's up, up. whatever county that is. Um, I should know because I buy fishing stamps all there uh, all the time. But anyways, driving through Washburn, you would not think that it's a place where there's a brewery. But but that's what they wanted to do. So they put one there, a smaller one, I believe, but Mm -hmm. they brew there. And then they have a bigger one in Ashland, which is like so against the uh, economies of scale that what are you doing going into this tiny little town and creating a whole new brewery when you have all this, you know, capacity. I mean, not necessarily that they're not using their capacity in Ashland, but to go there and, and set up all over again. Right. But it was because they're just, they just love doing that. I think. Yeah, and, they they and, want to. And uh, you know, it, when they come down, it's a great time. I mean, their following is like frenetic. It's, they're so into it that, that we packed a place and, you know, um, so so Wednesday nights tastings uh, we got Dogfish Head coming in uh, this next Wednesday, um, a couple other ones. Uh, got
1: to be careful with the ninety minute. You got to be careful with the. Oh, well, and minutes. then
0: there's one twenty.
1: Oh, you got to be. Uh, I've had that, I think.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, if I remember, if I remember correctly. But yeah, so I mean, as far as loyalty goes, bringing this thing whole this whole thing back full circle, loyalty is built on either just a absolute n- knock dead just the best product out there, the best beer in that, in that category, or just the excitement and passion around pleasing the palates of so many people that actually care, you know, return that, that passion back.
1: And it seems like in the craft beer world, it's, it's, there's the passion level, and there's a connection. I think in the we haven't have we developed a term yet for like the the big boys. I mean, I, I call them the big boys because there there's the buds, and there's the Millers, and there's the Coors. And
0: that really, oh, oh, you mean the domestics, the domestics that are all owned by uh, international companies it's that a, aren't domestically. It's located. a
1: weird tangled web that they weave, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it sure But is. that seems so like. It's more repetitious. Like I, I drink this because this is what I drink, and it's not because I have a relationship with because it. Because I'm just scared. Because <laughs> I'm fearful. <laughs> right. If I tangle outside of this box, what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. But I think there is, uh, you know, when you talk about the craft beer, they're your friends. Like, you, like you feel like, yeah, you know, I'll go, but you know, I'll go out and buy like a Revolution Brewing out of Chicago, buy the the superhero six pack. Obviously, that plays on two of my really tight emotions: beer and superheroes, because <laughs> I'm Batman. Right. But there, but they're, the connection between. And it comes down to branding and labeling, and how you know what it looks like and what it feels like. You know, I I wouldn't I would wear a a a TG shirt like loud and proud. Because I I I'm connected to it on a level that's not this. I go and buy this because this is what I drink.
0: Well, so I mean, want
1: I want to be connected to it. I want to be a part of that that culture. I want to be associated. Yeah, And, exactly. and Sometimes guiltily. So is that a word? <laughs> it, it is now. Well, it is officially yeah. Webster's. Yeah, right. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, Miriam's not going to stand for it. <laughs> <They won't. laughs> Making up words on your podcast, dude. Right. Um, but it is it is exactly that. And mm-hmm. so we've built that sort of thing into our tasting events. Right. Those couple of times where it was been disappointing, where we don't, like, literally, on the dot, th- every 30 minutes, if we don't have a swag drawing, people will like Facebook. Wait,
1: wait a minute. What wait, do you got, wait, what, what's happening? It's,
0: it's 32. Where's the drawing? Uh, and, and that's okay because we've created that monster. and We love it because that's what they want we it's it's shirts it's the you know whatever swag that the, the breweries bring and and we make sure that they know that don't show up here with with one thing to give away yeah we're gonna have one they show up at 6 6 30 7 7 30 o'clock is the main drawing and it's just something that now our our fans have come to expect and when it's not there it's just like deflating so so we've got a uh uh, reputation to uphold and and we want to continue to you know really make sure that that relationship between the fans and the brewers blossoms it feels like craft beer was founded in i don't want to say somebody's
1: basement but it may have been somebody's garage uh yeah almost un- undoubtedly it was so one of the two but there was a and we were talking about this my former next door neighbor who you you knew which is a yeah. so weird. you came over to my house for the first time and you're like wait i i I've been in that house before. I've climbed that tree before. He was he was doing some home brewing. I was was at his house multiple times drinking some of his stuff. How does that fit into this puzzle? It's it, the beer world is a giant puzzle, and there's a lot of pieces to fit in. And there's different if you let it out as a you know map of the country. Obviously, there's the big guys that that have their I'll go pick this up, and then there's the craft brewers who are getting bigger as as this industry grows, but the home brewer. How do they fit into the pieces of
0: this industry? They they fit into the... I mean, if you're looking at a puzzle, and and I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, (laughs) but uh, the, the really big pieces are those boring... Gargantuan right. behemoths that do nothing but find the cheapest way to get beer into your hand, mm-hmm. and that's where you get the. Yeah, but they use corn syrup.
1: Yeah, but you do too. <laughs> it just boils out before you get to a certain process of your process.
0: It, it, exactly, and if I need a like a botany degree, or that's not the thing. Uh, biochem- I like botany. Biochemist. Biochemistry. If I, if I, if I need I to be a bio- botany, ge- yeah. You should be a botanist. Yeah, or a biochemist. They're the same. <laughs> same degree not the same anyways uh if if you know if you're gonna get into this pissing match and that's the thing it's like they have so much money they're gonna fight each other over like well we're the best shitty beer who cares you got the gold medal of being a douche then wow. you know congratulations put it on a t-shirt because and, and like now i'm getting passionate because i've had a beer and or two and a, you know what and good beer I, it uh it, it's i used i i brewed a few times uh mm-hmm. you know i i really enjoyed it and then i met i'm i met your neighbor <laughs> then i was like well i guess i don't have to brew anymore because he's doing it yeah. in his garage and, and, and i just loved why well, he's he had the third stall and it was heated and insulated right. and then yeah. he and then he made the uh crap i can't even remember what it's called now it's the freezer yeah it, i mean he had, he had it was huge he It had was, six it was handles eight, on it yeah it was an eight footer eight foot uh Purp- purposefully the yeah. two the two handles on the end are the ones for the kids those are the root beer <laughs> those are the root beer smart well, just or, or, or or the near beer we call it now pretty close uh yeah you know 2%. No I'm kidding we don't do that. Can't market to minors yet. Uh yet. Um but yeah no so I mean it is it is because people are so passionate about this to take it out of like that's a huge leap to right. say well I'm not going to just give it to my friends anymore like I actually want to make this mm-hmm. a living or 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 at least more than a hobby. And and that fuels the next wave, it really does. right You, you look at any—I would challenge you to look at any brewery's page and not have them mention something about homebrewing. Somebody yeah. in the line, somebody somewhere online. Like, yeah. It wasn't like somebody with a, just a boatload of money. They're like, "Well, what should I do with this whole bathtub full of money? What should I do with it? I'll start a brewery, and and then just like yeah, pay, they- pay somebody that." had a biochemistry degree or a botany <laughs> or degree. Or he was a botanist. No, well, I, I mean the botany, you know, then they bring the weed-infused beers. So I don't know. Full circle. Uh, exactly. So so, I it, the passion behind the home brewing scene is what drives the entire machine.
1: Yeah, because I don't think it, it's not the guy with the bathtub full of money because he doesn't have the passion behind it. I mean, he can find a guy with passion behind it, but that guy with passion is going to be the guy that's making the five-hour drive up to your place knowing that he doesn't have to do that, but he wants to be behind it. It's, it's the guy that was in his basement or in his garage
0: or, and, and wanted to just share a bit of craft with his friends and family. Right. That's where it started. Yep. You know, it's like, try this. I'm the only guy that uh, in my whole family that drinks anything worth a shit. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to make something that they'll actually like. And then they do, or or they'll actually try because, oh, damn it, I'm their brother <laughs> because they have to, <laughs> right? Yeah, because I'm
1: hosting Thanksgiving I, ex- and that's the, all you can drink. Sorry, don't bring your own. Oh, sorry, guys, fridge is out, but mm-hmm. I got this sweet kegerator.
0: Come on out to the garage. <laughs> yeah, and and then you know, and then it catches on a little bit, mm-hmm. and then because of that person's passion, it turns into something greater. And, and a lot of the times, you'll see some of those home brewers, it, like all the ones on the west side of the state, uh, uh, Hop and Barrel and Oliphant mm-hmm. and. Uh, now the the new guys, uh, I, guys and gals. I'm, I, I always say guys. Equal opportunity yeah, drinkers. Yes. Well, no, and I, I mean that uh, in a way that I always say guys, and I always mean guys and gals, mm-hmm. because there's tons of women in in brewing as well. Um, but that group has uh, has started from home brewing mm-hmm. almost exclusively. So even you know here in northwest of Wisconsin, it's maybe more prevalent. Maybe I'm just exposed to it more. But but it's just been these great people that just want to take it a little bit further. And then they're like, whoa, money. Like, I could make a living doing this. And then right. it becomes something else. And, you know, I mean, I think that that's, that does bring it full circle. Because we started with billions. We got that number with the B behind it. And then we go back to somebody's garage where it's all it is is just a B with boatload of passion.
1: Yeah, and they, and they have that. And that takes it to one step and then it goes the next step and then the next level and i think we've seen even in this area locally in the last 10 years because we did have we had walters back in we had walters we had lining was all these beer companies that were born and bred here that are you know are still born and bred here and we'll <laughs> we'll take I mean,
0: milwaukee was called the epicenter of brewing
1: right but you have all these for a long time these places now that have popped up seemingly out of nowhere because it used to be your uh you know mom and pop bars and then it became you know you had some restaurants and then you had the the chains that came in and now there's like there's uh all of a sudden five six seven local people that are brewing beer in our their own establishments and they're inviting people in they they're taking these old buildings and turning them into these new properties the economic impact of craft beer I think it's not a number that, that's put on how much they own in the marketplace of the beer market because I think it's huge when you get into, wow, when you come to Eau Claire, you come to Chippewa Falls, you come to these, these other locations in our area, this is a place you need to go because it's a destination now. There's a
0: beer culture here. And right. absolutely, I, I mean... uh you know what? Another sponsorship opportunity, the Bus Bros. Hi, uh, hey guys. How you doing? Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Cooper. Uh, I'll give you uh, their information. They've created a whole business off the periphery. It's like who made the most in the gold rush? Who didn't lose anything? Who had zero risk? The guys selling shovels. Right. <laughs>
1: hey, I got you. Help out over here. Yeah, you're gonna a, exactly. You're going to need an act, you're going to need a pick. And, and a and, shovel,
0: and 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 they bought all those shovels, and they got bupkis You know, I mean, right. like they came away with nothing. But that guy who was selling the shovels, made it. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's those peripheral uh, companies that that are just capitalizing on on the the whole. Nah, I don't even want to call it a craze. It's not a craze. It's not a fad. It's right. a it's a it's a movement where you know it's. So um, the
1: internet was a fad, clearly.
0: Well, and iPhones, those were a fad yeah, too. That's,
1: those are going away. I let mean, me, let me put my two away here. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> hold on. Uh, let me uh, fold oh, my MacBook oh, down. Yeah, oh, am I? If uh, Apple uh, would like to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> I will take one. I will take one tenth of one percent. Right,
0: right. No, it's <sighs> it, it, what a what a good good little spot that was. You know, I mean, I think we could make it happen.
1: I, I think that there is a. There's never going to be an overtaking of the big boys because the human population will always resort to go to. Easy, convenient, cheap—doesn't matter. What happened to Red Dog? Is Red Dog still thinking? I still get some Red Dog. <laughs> Man, the
0: days of Red
1: Dog. I 30, got some stories. Those are for after the buy thirty pass. packs yeah. for seven ninety nine. Thirty Back rails of Red Dog. It'd be fine. This is one of those things that has put itself so deep into the culture, the beer culture and society because of I think the peripherals that you talked about.
0: To wrap it around, uh, Bus Bros—they just do tours. Yeah, and that's, they just that's, do that's, tours to breweries or wineries. It's how genius is that though it's perfect because what do you not want to do when you want to go visit eight breweries drive yeah absolutely not we always encourage responsible drinking and mostly irresponsible drinking while you already have a driver arranged
1: (laughs) and, and, and we'll wrap on this because um, I think there was there was a good point to this. I remember I was I've been in radio. I was in radio for twenty years. When I got in, beer money flowed in like the, this tap that was just open and it flowed. I mean, we were talking about local beer companies, distributors, the, too distributors, yep, distributors. Yep, yep. I mean, but that money wasn't coming from them. That's exactly, coming. That's yep. coming from the parents upstairs. It flew in. I mean, in six figures, yearly. And we miss- and we busted our ass for it because it, it just came in it came in it came in it was bar event bar event bar event go go go, the shift happened probably ten years ago when DUIs became oh a OWA. thing Be- well they... <laughs> They've been a thing, but it—they it, were—they ne- were a thing like what was it? President Bush, I think the uh, uh, G Dubs. But uh, one of your was one, like, of, one of your. Like they used to get pulled over for DUI. Like you had to crash into a fucking building, and they were like, "Uh, you probably shouldn't drive anymore." Now I'll it's give like, you a ride home. You'll be fine. It's going to be okay. To where now it's if you don't have the innate fear yet, you will have it. Of, I always have a two out limit. If I'm out, I can have two depending on what it's at. And I'm out. And I'm out. And what you guys are doing is so so fucking genius. I can't even. I mean now i can take what i want try new things and take it home
0: well and and that's the beauty of it like in, in this you know shameless plug or not no it's not it, I and mean,
1: this is like, but this, like is, the, this
0: is how the world needs to operate now
1: cuz it's not a world where we have the ease and access of i hate to leave my vehicle places i hate to leave my jeep somewhere forever i'll drive home well that was stupid about 3 times
0: yeah um you know and and but the the way that it works you come in you you do some samples. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you want food, tell them right away. Get that pizza going. Oh, pizza is a shit, dude. Uh, it's, it's, I, it's, it's, I, it's amazing. That, I, I don't need to make a shameless plug there. There's, no, I just did that so for many, you. There's so many re- reviews out there online. So good. Damn, it's good. Uh, and, but the, the, the thing is that by the time you sample a few things and maybe decide, oh, I'm going to have one here while they fill my crawlers or growlers, your pizza's up. So I mean it's so it's so convenient. And and the, we're not talking about just like, well, I'm, I'm off to the party. I gotta get my beer and my yeah, pizza. It's, yeah. I gotta get my base for this craft beer. It's it's the kids, you know, families running around getting the kids from dance and soccer and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and they can geez, I can stop and I can sample a few. Grab something to go. Grab a three-pack of crawlers. Third one as of right now, fifty percent off. Uh, <laughs> shameless. You uh, you need to make sure that you reference uh, the Cooperville podcast. Yeah.
1: Then you get fifty-one percent off. Oh no, wait, we- now you get twenty-one percent off. I get twenty-six <laughs> percent off.
0: It goes back, into the, the extra fifty percent goes into uh, Cooper's bank account. <laughs> just so you know, it does. So I can buy ramen. <laughs> um, no, but but honestly, it's just a it's it's a super quick way. Mm-hmm. feed the, feed the kids and it's it's made from scratch it's not mcdonald's it's not processed right. it's fresh vegetables it's the only thing we don't make is dough because then think, you'd have that, to have
1: more samples while you waited yeah, right. <laughs> i mean that, legit i mean that, you'd have to true. like, like, like if she's going to make yeah. the dough. I may as well have a pint instead of a sample. Well,
0: I mean, if you're making the dough, you're probably in for like a, a like a pony keg because it's got to <laughs> sit for like two days or whatever. So um, no, absolutely. We can have you in and out in a few minutes and and it's perfect for the, the craft beer lover that is picking up the kids, grabbing them a pizza or two, uh, you know, one for you, one for, uh, one for them, and then heading home. And you know what? When I tuck them in, Damn, I would love to have a great <laughs> tasting craft beer right. that's gonna go ksh, just like it did earlier on the podcast. Yep, producer coming in with some yes, love effects, effects again.
1: We should we give him a raise?
0: Right, yeah. Um but yeah, so I mean that's that's a deal and and, and it stays away from having to be out there and being stupid or, or risking things and stuff like right. that. Right. So, and, and, and it's
1: and if you are a, a, a bar patron, a your standard bar patron. It's tough. I mean, I've I've gone into places because I I have my palate and it's it's like I said in the last five six seven years it has changed dramatically. So I go in and say, what do you have for an IPA? And most of the time, depending on the location, they're like, huh? like they they're not they're
0: not no, but everybody everybody everybody's got that really sweet untapped. Yeah, on like the, oh yeah, oh. that that rolls on the one TV screen and then the the one screen comes up and it's just like Bud Light. Miller light. and it's like, did I need a screen to tell me yeah, that you I, have that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could have guessed that before I even drove past this place. Right.
1: Uh, so it, it's tough to find a place if you if you do like craft beer, if you do like IPAs, if you have a, a certain palate for things, if you want to get, it, it's tough to go into a bar bar and get something that you want to drink because you're going to have to settle. Chances are they don't have the stuff that you want. They don't have like, oh, I'll have a. I'll have a gunpowder or i'll have a you know an ipa from tabling goliath or i'll have something from surly or I'll have something from uh revolution they're like um yeah we have this one thing i think i think it came in as a
0: they probably haven't tried it
1: uh, they have no idea
0: they uh, I no mean, clue. We, we we encourage uh as our staff comes in for the day try the new stuff uh we hmm. any, any downtime is always spent uh perusing on tap so that we can talk about it and, and, and that's the part that sort of frustrating with uh, Toppling Goliath is that they, that they just didn't understand it. They didn't want us to sell it outside of pints mm-hmm. because we were going through it too fast and they had limited capacity. Well, I think they've come around a little bit on that and, and we're really happy to see them, uh, you know, sort of fall uh, fall in line with the rest of the brewers there is that we know the story. We know, right. we know a little bit about this and we're happy to share that because that brewer, that's what they want. They want to be able to... A clean line from the keg to the glass and know the story that actually, you know, there was a lot of love that. Listen, kids out there, you want to be a brewer? Mm -hmm. It's two C's. It's cleaning and chemistry. And actually, there's a third C. It's called cleaning. So (laughs) uh, seriously, I mean, like that's that's what brewing is. Brewers love to hear that, and we want to make sure that that message is felt to our customers.
1: And I think that you've done a great job of being able to, and even from a personal stance, when I go in there, and, I, and I've and i been there more than once, more than once this week. And
0: we appreciate that.
1: But whoever is in there, it doesn't matter who's working, because I've met them all. And it doesn't have to be one trip or two trips, but they like, okay, you. I know what where you fall on this line on this line of 45 or 48 i know where you are you're here they know what i'm gonna like they know that you're gonna fall in this line and if it's a little bit down the spectrum a little bit or it's a little too hoppy a little too citrusy oh try this like there's there's an education that you don't find when you go to bar xyz because it's for them it's about turnover it's about what can i get in your hand and that's why the big boys always win because it's like easy. Tap bottle here you go. It's it's in your hand. It's <laughs> that quick. thing was timeless,
0: I, just perfect. Hi honey, hi honey, good to see you, honey.
1: It it, it it it's about being quick. It's not about sati- It's not necessarily about satisfying the customer, but it's not about I know what you like or hey, what, what are you into? What are you? It's trying? Right,
0: because you have six options. You know, yeah. Like, that's
1: and that's. and and tap space is so in those establishments is so
0: fought over because it's it's just like the end cap at the grocery store right what do you see you know it's the people that pay for that space Mm -hmm. we don't have that we aren't beholden to anybody we can put whatever we want on at any time whatever comes through our door we'll put it on so come and check us out we'd love to see you absolutely greg really appreciate uh, this cooper this was awesome
1: Thanks for bringing the beers, dude. Yeah. And the knowledge. I mean it's it's a fascinating world outside of like I like this, not like this. The the intricacies and the how this is a huge player in in the beer world is just
0: it's awesome to follow and the 10 se- 10 second uh, disclaimers i do not know everything about beer so please don't hate mail us or uh hit us up on facebook about how stupid i am um you know and that's the thing is that i i don't know everything about beer i've tried to you know expose myself as much as possible but those beer t- and we don't call them bartenders they're beer tenders right they want to cater to you guys so and they actually they probably know more than me in most cases so Loved uh, coming on. Thanks very much.
1: Let's do it again. Uh, Let's do it again soon. Yeah. Check out the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. Um, It's everywhere. It's also on YouTube.
0: Welcome to Cooperville.
1: Now I got to pay you to say that. You do not. (laughs) We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in.